Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even the superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back. Let's start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Minty. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mashko. Hey, can I kick it? Yes, you can. And then there's Mauer. Deep you. I was... Like that is my that's my actual nightmare. Like I've seen a lot of horror movies this month, but that's the scariest thing. Like waking up to that would just be Menti, shut up. We have more important people here. (laughs) We have a tradition here at Fireside, and we spend our Halloweens with the master of mayhem, the killer creep himself, the Lord of Zombies, Mr. Buzz Hassan. Hey, guys. Hey. Thanks for having me back. I butcher your last name every time, I think. Hassan. Hassan. Has son. I think we should just make a new way to say it every year now. <laughs> well, no. Here's what happens. I In my head, I go, it's Hassan. And then I go, wait, no. is I think that it's Hassan, and that, that's the way I say it wrong, and I should say it the other way. And then I'm like, no, no, that's not the way. It's one of those kind of you trick yourself into the wrong way of saying things. It happens. I've only known you for almost 20 years. It's fine. <laughs> I think I, I spelled your name wrong for the same amount of time. That is true. Everybody does. Yeah. Um, but thanks for having me on, man. It's an awesome time. Uh, yeah, it's it's Halloween, and we really don't think of anybody else but you. Well, I guess Ken, but technology <laughs> and Ken don't get along. So. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to talk some Halloween stuff, and I know last year we talked some horror books, and uh, this year I think we're keeping a little bit more freeform. The first thing I need to talk to you, because it's on the top of my mind, and I'm going to wrap it back around to comics, because I think it's a cool idea for comics, is the latest Halloween timeline. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a shift. You know, it's at this point, you know, not to jump right to it, but it is sort of is moving the way Star Wars is. You know, it kind of has its own pantheons developing and people who like certain aspects of it. And then like those storylines get developed, et cetera, et cetera. They have different, different favorite Michaels. Yep. But well, for the people that don't know, the Halloween that we're looking at now is the original Halloween, the 2018 Halloween and then Halloween Kills. Everything else doesn't exist in this timeline. 78 does, not two, but it goes from 78 to 2018 yep. to, to this one. Yeah, and there'll be so one this more. Is the Blum- Halloween ends. This is the Blumhouse storyline. Now, do you miss the the cult aspects? I mean, that story never really got tied up. Like, do you, do you miss? All I the- love that shit. <laughs> I love that shit. You asked the wrong guy. No, no, I, I'm not. I, I, I want to know. <laughs> Halloween six the Tokyo drift of Halloween. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Halloween six, the producer's cut, the one that has Paul Rudd in it for me wraps up one through six. Right. And I'm a fan and I'm a fan of three in that storyline. And I'm a fan of three as its own film, but 
Yeah, I mean, most people don't care enough to get that deep into it. But Halloween 6 producers got really brought the cult in. It brought in the evil of the town and the essence that if you believe in him, he becomes more real. And that's tied to, you know, the cult and like the breeding to continue to keep this going with another generation. And then, of course, you know, too many cooks spoil the soup and then things get kind of lost. But I think in Halloween 6, the producer's cut, which is only on Amazon, I think. Yeah, I think so. But, um, It's not even, I don't even think you can buy a copy of it. But um, the director was like really trying to seal the deal and put it together. And the Weinsteins were like, no, more kills, more rock music. And that's it, you know? So the, yeah. the cool thing about that for the, for the, for the theatrical. Yeah. Cut, sorry. The cool thing about that is they talked about Paul Rudd for this because we have Tommy again in this movie. Yeah. And they said they just like, it wasn't that they were, that Paul said, no, they just didn't think that his acting, uh, history really would be able to pull off a character that people didn't like because Tommy in this mm. movie is unlikable. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree that he can't, that he, I think he can do it, but I, I, I think that was the most uh, misappropriated written character in the, in the new movie. Because if you look at his behavior in the original, like when he's older, he's not the little kid anymore. He's got the army jacket when Paul Rudd's playing him. He's a little more tweaked. Right. You know what I mean? He's, he's super dark and creative and almost like, like, Charlie Day and the fucking conspiracy picture. You know what I mean? Like he had the he had the pictures up. He had the the newspaper. You know what I mean? And they just had him as this like united front guy in the new one. But I think he it would have been. I don't know. I wanted I wanted more from that character as a fan of um, who he was. Who when Paul Rudd portrayed Tommy? Yeah, I kind of feel like the the nostalgia jump of the a uh, dump of the new one kind of took away from the movie a little bit. It felt like they yeah. just wanted to get those nostalgia hits in there, which yeah, to, yeah. to me, I thought made the movie suffer a little bit, but I did really mm -hmm. like the 2018. Um, and I like the idea of, you know, kind of going to like it's bare bones basics, going back to the, the original story. But you, as yeah. someone who's a bigger fan of the franchise, losing all of that lore, was that <laughs> like when you found out about the 2018 cut, how were you just like, Oh, this is going to be great. Or you're like, Oh, son of a um, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I already know that when they make these things, they make them like Michael Myers in the new one was a superhero. They yeah. make these things about the character. They don't have character, but they make them about the shape of the character, literally the shape. And it's the posing. It's, you know, and it's the kills. That's they know that's their top dollar. It's also, you know, what your mainstream fans are looking for. But for people who are passionate about the depth of the story, like especially from the original film, because it's pretty awesome um, and a complete film. So where the creator, you know, really it, it, he was sending a message through the film, whereas now we're sort of selling a franchise now I, you know, at this point. I did really enjoy and you have to get credit to them. The flashback scenes. Yeah, they, this, the, the throwback stuff was perfect. It was excellent. I, it matched the tone. Of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's actually even a little bit kicked in the volume up on it, the contrast on it, just a hair more, and and it's like the perfect movie. You know what I mean? Because you get the the soft sort of dreamlike yeah. state of the old one with the intensity at the striking point. You know, for the kill or the reveal or and all that stuff like that. You know, right, so I think they have a lot. I think they have a lot of audiences to please, and that's why you get so many varied perspectives. I, I, I agree with everyone. You know what I mean? It's just 
I have my favorite stuff. Well, but. and that's where I'm going to bring this into the comics now. Their way of retconning things does not eliminate anything else. Um, do you yeah, think it would be cool? Oh, not even really multiverse because it's still they're using the same stories, like where it's their thing. Do you think the comics could do that? Where okay, we're gonna from issue seventy five on, we're not gonna do that, but we're gonna tie to issue one through four, twenty through twenty five, like pick chunks of it out and identify we're doing stories based on these things. Nothing else exists. And get away. It depends on what's hot, you know, like what's trending is what they're going to write. You know, right now in Spider Man, it's all about characters that people forgot about. They're bringing in all these new characters that you'd have to have read every issue of Amazing to know, you know. It's 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 just like the and the flavor is intellectual property, so individual characters and getting actors cast into those roles and well and bringing them more to the front. They they, they kind of already do that. I mean, Marvel Marvel have, yeah. has its retcon where you have your reboots over at DC, mm-hmm. so it's not unlike these things don't take place, but the the idea yeah. of of almost multiple timelines going on simultaneously, yeah. I think it's too much. Like I think continuity is, is too, too much, important yeah. for comics to do what you're suggesting, Mauer. I don't think that would work. Cuz like yeah. you could say I want to tell the story after um Wolverine gets the Animantium taken out because the story that we got was kind of trash. It was the, in my opinion, the Halloween 3 of the X-Men. Oh, you're talking about Feral Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, Feral No-Nose no, Wolverine. No-Nose no nose Wolverine. So, like, if we could go back and tell that... <laughs> now, <laughs> now I, Halloween 3 just there? <laughs> I did love in Halloween Kills and Halloween 2018 He didn't even kids. stretch. Yeah. He literally just it moved his hand and was able to pull the movie over. <laughs> um... It's a big deal around here. <laughs> that was a VHS too, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I would love to be able to do that. Like, we're just going to insert this here and we're writing the story, ignore everything else, but it's not going to impact anything else. Like, we're not saying, hey, these other stories no longer exist. We're not retconning mm-hmm. them. We're just telling another stream, but it's still tied to that main timeline. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why they do it is because of the rights. Like, the rights get split. Like, Someone owns Evil Dead, someone owns Evil Dead 2, and somebody else yep. owns Army of Darkness. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, just what we're, it's just where we're at. It's just what people are doing, you know? Like, if you can see right now with the Friday the 13th Well, that's property, what I was going to get into. It's about to be split. It's about to be split between two, Friday the 13th with the, with the use of the word Voorhees, and then Jason with the hockey mask sans Friday the 13th wording and the mother storyline. So you just have a monster with a mask called Jason. It's about to be it's about to be split into two because they how did can't that agree. writer get the so this is where things are rights. suffering. When you read anything about how that movie was made, the script yeah. was barely even part of how the story came together. They literally went around shooting things and said, "Okay, you walk there." Yeah. But th- yeah, I mean that's how you make anything in movies. It's all smoke and mirrors. So you it's an idea a poster and a one sheet that just describes your idea. And then you go looking for money. That's how, that's how every movie starts to be made, especially on a lower budget level. That the writer who in everyone's account basically said there wasn't really a script. We didn't shoot off of a script. That's why they hired him because they, 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 he put the script together. If they weren't using the script when they were shooting most of the stuff, how did he get to say, this is my property? A, because there's a contract, B, because his name is on it, and C, because he wrote it. And it, even though it isn't his initial idea, that he his hands are in it. Okay. And there's, pa- there's paperwork involved. So everyone has a case when that 
when that's happening. Because when and you look at, it, yeah, what is it? McDermott is the guy, the producer, director's name. Uh, Walter or something. I like, still get the point. Like you're not going to make um, a Mrs. Voorhees movie. Well, like, and that's what no, you you're not. <laughs> who cares? But no, listen, they're doing it with the Batman. It, it, and, this, and that's the thing is these guys are getting the cues from the comic book industry. They're getting the cues to do that from the, like they just did the Chucky film. It was made by the same guy. They did a different dollar. Everyone hated it. It's like scrap, same guy who owns it, does the series and it's doing better. I mean, they're learning, they're, they're learning that you can just start with a new number one, like comics do. Right. And you can, you can, it's, it, and that, and I think that's why the fan base is so fickle because it's like, it just it's everything's throwaway now, throwaway culture who would have thought that child's play out of all the films would have the most non-retcon like storyline out of well, they had all the everything that came out previous to this in recent years was failing so it, the, these guys are starting to learn that they're wasting their money by not trying to stay true to the original because this show is inclusive, or at least like the essence, the essence of the original. Right, stuff. the show includes everything except for the yeah. Mark Hamill. What they call that was that that wasn't Child's Play. It was called Chucky, right? No, it was Child's Play. It Child's was Child's Play. Play, wasn't it? Yeah, where he was the AI. Yep. Like he mentioned that he had oh, the, yeah. the gender fluid kid yeah. on the show, and like to have Chucky be the most woke. Like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I, mean, I had a gender fluid kid. Like comforting this kid in the show was insane that's the times you know what i mean like it's current in the xenoscope of the world landscape that we live in so it's making its way into the entertainment i also just some i mean there's a little off topic but just as far as horror icons are, are concerned we haven't had a new good one in a long time like well they're male, ma, malevolent malignant was really good i didn't like and malignant it, well, the, the thing is, is like in the horror community, people who like horror specifically, they loved Malignant because of its insanity. And the thing about good horror, you don't have to explain everything. It, it, it just has to be, it has to wow you and it has to make it sometimes not like David Lynch is scary because you don't understand what the hell he's doing. So you're like, what the fuck is, what am I watching? And it, it messes with you. So uh, people who are like, well, that wouldn't happen. Like, that's not a horror fan. A horror fan is like, take me there. Right. You know, Hellraiser, Hellraiser doesn't all line up, but the people are still like, take me to Leviathan. You know what I mean? Like, they want to go to yeah, these worlds. I can take Hellraiser. The, 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 I can't take Malignant. They want to. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I understand why. It's absolutely crazy. And it's batshit crazy. And there's, I got one that's even crazier for you. There's one called In Fabric about a dress that kills try watching that one and i thought it was amazing like i recommend these things to people because i'm going for the weird you know what i mean i'm not going for torture or if we can gross out the audience i'm going for like what is nightmarishly disturbing like i i can't believe i'm watching almost like japanese horror in a like lot of ways the magler or the mangler yeah i know i'm with you breeders <laughs> i'm with you There's some yeah. some really bizarre ones out there I, but yeah, I, the, like like horror, like real horror fans geek out over all that stuff. You know, they don't just stay on the fringe of Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween. I think Malignant just I it lost me just because of the visuals of the running backwards. I couldn't. I I'm watching yeah, this. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I haven't really seen that a lot in horror, and I ha I've seen it. I've seen it in The Exorcist, and I've seen it in maybe some Pan's Labyrinth stuff, but you know. I, I think for being a horror creator and stuff like that, you always have to push the boundary, not necessarily in inappropriateness, but just in, I think, in imagination. And then that's what's making new stuff. 
that might come back around again. I mean, Evil Dead wasn't big when it came out, and now it's the rage, and everyone loves Ash, and you know, dressing up like that. Him. Like Just- franchises and and horror went kind of hand in hand for a good long while, wouldn't you say? It was the, all and, accidental. And, yeah, Universal Universal Studios is really the the place where the black and white stuff. Like when Frankenstein came out, people moved. They thought there was a monster that was loose. The same way with the 1931 Orson Welles radio reading of War of the Worlds. They realized in the early days, they were like, man, we can really influence the audience in a way that, you know, makes them do things. So that's why they do what they do. And hard did it first. I mean, people, it said, Frankenstein, the monster is loose. And they were like, where the fuck is he? They were running around like, he's out. He's out. I'm for real. You put that out there now, they're like, oh, man, that's cool. So here's the thing that always made me kind of wonder about horror fans and creators and versus random creators is everything's a copy in horror. And they flat out say, yep, I'm copying this. Like Friday the 13th was a copy of Halloween. It's not, I mean, it's not like, oh, shame on you. It's how it works. I mean, uh, why is it okay in the Warner brother, the Warner brother, the Warner, the Warner brothers ripped off Thomas Edison with the picket. Why is it more accepted in horror than any other? Oh, it's accepted in comics because it's a threat. It's come on. It's accepted in a lot of things. Yeah. I think hard specifically does it because it's like. If you're a fan of something, then you might be a fan of this as well because of. And and that that's a selling point. And then it's kind of normal. You know what I mean? Like it's ghoulies, gremlins. You know what I mean? But, 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 uh, what was the other one? Going, it was ghoulies, you know? gremlins, critters. And then there was a fourth one. Pup, a puppet puppet master. master. That was my shit. They made eight or nine of those movies. And, uh, well, that, and that goes <laughs> back to my point. I'm just shocked that in this day and age of franchises, in the world that we live in right now, where literally, you know, Captain Marvel is a billion dollar franchise, still blows my mind. Yet, where where are the horror franchises? Like, other than this reboot of Halloween, I haven't seen, like, I, I get we have the Scream coming back around. But from growing up, I just remember horror being like, you know, Jason 17. The Great you know, Die. Yeah. I honestly, Saul came in and took that cake. Yeah, and, oh, and, good and made call. it happen. Saul, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Saul's probably the only, and maybe the only like modern horror icon slash franchise. Because like that doll, I would say would go in with the the horror classics at this point. Yeah, Billy the puppet. Yeah. People love him, you know. And you're seeing it with uh, you know Gen Z with the um, with the uh, the Annabelle stuff. You know what I mean? And the uh, what is it? The uh, with the uh, nun, yeah. like all the Conjuring, like uh, you know, the Conjuring universe. Correct. Yeah. So th- that's currently winning. You know, and A twenty four is coming up with individual films that are freaking people out. And they come. So there's the universe idea is kind of cool, but it's very different than having Michael Myers around for decades straight. You you know who? You know what I mean? Like it just feels. Yeah, I, it feels very weird. Like no, I know. Like the big Brother's out of well, the picture I, for some I, reason. I, again, he is the big brother to comic. <laughs> I think the audience, well, I think the audience is changing. You know what I mean? And I think they like the icons and the new icons are the slashers, much like the, the icons in the era of the slashers were the universal monsters. You know, the seventies horror were, was all this new wacky stuff, but when they were merching it out, it was all the universal monsters on all the merch. So, you know, now it's and I think there was the slashers on all the merch and shit like I that. I think uh, the evolution of vampires and zombies. I think that with the Twilight series, with um, warm bodies, like all of a sudden 
that kind of horror started taking over and we started to see a, a decline with uh, the reboots of like Friday the 13th or not, um, what's it called? Not Friday the 13th. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Friday the 13th. Yeah, they all had Even a reboot. <laughs> that Friday the 13th. They're, they're all, they're all going to get them. I mean, one day Deadpool is going to get a reboot, sadly. You know what I mean? Like, like try me. It'll happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, unfortunately, <laughs> <Try me. laughs> unfortunately, they just do it. It's just what they do. It's just whether or not you do it well. You know, well, and I'm okay. The with Mandalor- that. The Mandalorian wasn't Boba Fett, but they did it well, and it, it's like, oh, okay, I got it anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? Thank you. Well, that's, okay. so, that's for me. I was, and I always am. I'm a goofier uh, '80s slasher horror fan. Like me I too. liked yeah. it for the fact that a lot of the guys started in adult films. Like a lot of the the directors and producers all came from uh, the yeah, adult they films. Did, yeah. Like Wes Craven's big hit was Together, which was an adult film. And they took kind of that cheesiness and mixed it with horror. And then it kind of evolved into like, okay, you have critters. And then you had munchies. Yeah, like, some stuff just goes bad. You know what I mean? Like, this doesn't work. But the obscure insanity. Mac and, Mac and me is one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it would just, I love those. And then going back to things like The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. If I mean, it's a great watch, one too. Yeah. If you watch that movie as somebody like looking for a quality film, you're not going to get it. But if you take it as a horror fan, that's yeah. one of the greatest films of all time, which is more based on concept. So it, people will watch garbage. They watch toxic Avenger. I love toxic Avengers, but those films are hard to watch. It's a character. You know what I mean? Like they, they it's concept they're into. It's not quality. When quality and concept get together, you get a great movie. You know what I mean? Blade two is a perfect example of that. Ooh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, do you feel there is room in modern comics the way there was in the late 90s, early 2000s for um, darker mainstream horror, like Blade, dark Ghost Rider comics? Or do you think we're past yeah. the ability to... No, I, I mean, honestly, I'm out here, been out here for a while. There's an audience for anything. It just depends on who's running the show and what you want to make. You know what I mean? It can, you can sell anything. Diary of a Wimpy Kid is a stick figure drawing. <laughs> making mad money you know what i mean so you can sell anything it just depends on what you want trying to stay ahead of the crowd of what they're looking for is the hardest part you know right now it's a manga crowd it's not really the comic crowd is dwindling you know what i mean the manga is all over the fucking place you know so and they're doing horror which is really turning out really cool like demon slayer sells like 3.5 billion copies and batman sells eight hundred thousand. And I'm not even like a big mega fan, but that's that's where the crowd is going. You know what I mean? Like, so, but I I still think there's an audience for anything. So it just depends on what you want to do with the characters. There's a there's a lot of things being done with characters now. I think where they're really trying to do something new and cool with them. It's just whether or not it clicks with the audience, and and that it's a tough crowd to read. You know what I mean? Yeah, there absolutely is. There's an image book I'm reading right now called Ice Cream Man. Have you see? Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a yet, horror no. anthology series about, I mean, I've only gone through the first two issues, but, but it's, uh, it's literally a demonic ice cream man going around the city, kind of telling you about these horrible things. And the first ep- first issue of without spoiling too much is a little boy whose parents get bitten by this poisonous spider. He goes to buy ice cream from this guy and he goes home and realizes there are no parents because this spider killed everybody. And then yeah. all of a sudden a werewolf is killing people and it ties into the spider later. And it was, a phenomenal <laughs> book it's phenomenal that's cool and uh, i mean you, when you describe it all i can hear is tales from the crypt yeah mm. you know the, the ec stuff 
which which took the world by storm to where the government got involved. So everything is ba- coming from that, if you ask me, from the modern era of things. It's like Joe Hill is a new hot guy, but I mean, it's a legacy thing for him. I think there's plenty of people out there that are undiscovered that are inc- making all kinds of incredible new stuff. Um, it just depends on, you know, what your flavor is. But, you know, in comics, I mean, like, you know, comics were trash, man. They were trash until EC. It was garbage. Parents threw it away. Well, and that's I was, and, and then EC, EC blew the minds of the youth to the point where now they had now they had an appetite for it. Like, do you think we could get back to the tales from the dark side, uh, tales from the crypt, being a popular? I mean, we're here. We're already but, we're already here with it. But yeah. being one it's of the big happened. books, like, do you think they'll ever rise back up to that big book stage? In my personal, in my personal perspective right now the biggest unsung book is department of truth and that's when that comes out as a tv show i really think you're going to get people paying attention i think, I think it's, it's going to hit the way the wa- right it isn't out yet i don't believe it's in development there's a, a there's something similar to it then it's more of a comedy that's coming out on netflix you know i don't want to get too off topic of horror but it's a conspiracy book and with the way that social media runs news if if this comic which is written by tinian a lot of people you know it did um create a punchline for joker yeah. um I, I i i don't know like it's the first time i've ever read anything where i'm like ah oh, man like if this became mainstream like it might change the world wow <laughs> You know what I mean, and I, and I and I'm someone who has who considers himself to be a conspiracy theorist in recovery. Like I try to stay away from it <laughs> because I spent a lot of time on it pre iPhone era. Mm. You know what I mean, like with books, <laughs> and that would lead to the next book. You know what I mean, and I'm a, I'm an original X Files fan, which has kind of got a horror thing, um, based coming from the old Kolchak series. But uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, not getting too far off topic. Department of Truth is gonna, I, I think, would be the next book to TV. To, to to live action that will that will hit audiences in the head the way Walking Dead did. Cool. It, all right. So here, uh, Inside Job is the cartoon I was thinking of. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. No, I have to check it Christian out. Christian Slater I mean, I, as an animated. I, I, he works for a government conspiracy. Yeah. Like they hide all of them. Yeah. The, di- the the difference is is I haven't seen that yet so I can't comment too much but I think what Department of Truth is doing is it's using everything you've read in the news in the last 20 years and putting it into a comic book storyline and giving you characters kind of like a Scully and a Mulder but not quite like them like different different patterns and factions of them and it's showing you an insider look at a deeper, darker existential process behind these concepts and why they exist and what they're, how they're being used against the minds of humanity. Great. So I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a sharp book for a well-researched person. It's a very sharp book. I mean, it's the book I would have wrote if I never met Ken and create living corpse. That's how I'll tell you. All right. Because a lot of people are calling me, being like, "Have you read this?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I read Six it." Six times. I'm like, I, I wrote, I, I wrote that shit in 2008. In my brain, you know what I mean? But no, but the thing is, is like, you couldn't sell conspiracy back then. You were crazy. Now it's a hot topic. It's sexy. 
You know what I mean? It's on, it's, you know, the new, the, the, the mainstream news networks are talking about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's another selling right. point. So what was once a dirty word like, thing is now like conspiracy, <laughs> you know, cause out, cause of Alex Jones, cause he's got that hype man <laughs> fear. And now it's, now it's Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? And, and there's, a, there's a bunch of other guys I can, I can list who, who sort of create this sky is falling perspective. Well, I wanted to ask everybody before we have to wrap up, if you could pick one classic franchise and have it come back and be done the right way with the right budget and as much time as they needed, what would you like to see polished, shiny, and like just executed at today's standards? Mm, I mean, I would love to see the Friday the 13th stuff come back and 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 work together and and do it right because i mean who doesn't love jason and everybody's went camping at least once you know what i mean there's like these tropes that just work being lost on the side of the road being out of gas these things work you take the cell phone out of the picture and you still have these problems so i i think if they could do it well you know what i mean um people fall in love with the characters in these franchises so much that they really like, the, like the intellectual fan wants more. They want more from the storyline. It doesn't have to be like something that would be maybe, I don't know. Cause I think a lot of the concepts kind of come from folklore where you're like, you read about a murder, you know what I mean? You don't really know about it. And then you talk to this person and they have like two cents to put in and then someone else heard something different. And then you sort of build this like lore around it and i think that that's really the magic behind these characters is the lore to the character i mean the kills are brutal yeah the effects are great the masks are cool but like give us the lore you know things like scary stories you know to tell in the dark they have a lore behind them you know i mean the goosebumps audience albeit like a little more adolescent the lore is there you know what i mean And, and 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 that's what keeps it going um that's the heartbeat of it um, doing it really polished, doing it really Michael Bay, you know, and making it sick and, and making it multi-million dollar is awesome. But like, don't lose the lore, man. Well, it doesn't have to is... be Michael Bay. It just needs to be. I'm just using yeah. it as a joke to be like how they they pump everything up. You know, because I mean? that's the Rob Zombie Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, if you want to, like, I talked to a friend of mine who's another horror nerd, and he's like, this new movie was Halloween Two with Halloween Four directed by Rob Zombie. So you've got like townspeople backstory, you know, oh, he's a brutal killer again, because they dismantled his killing spree theory. He's just an old man. You know what I mean? He's just old. He's not really the boogeyman in part one. And then in part two, it's like he slashes everybody. He's a juggernaut. You know what I mean? Of killing. Right. So like, what are we, what story are you telling me? <laughs> you but that goes mean? back into my initial question for you, uh, which is, so you said, don't forget the lore, but we're seeing literally the downfall of horror lore as we You're speak. Right. Like right now that's happening. So I agree. And with, and why do you, why, it's why I have VHS tapes. Like, <laughs> trying to keep that. Lore. I have a feeling though, <laughs> that this third Halloween ends is going to do for Halloween kills what the later Captain America movies did for the first Captain America. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be Jamie Lee's got constituents about doing this whole thing anyway. So it's going to go her way or it's not going to go. And it's going to be her versus him to the end. And she's probably going to die. Yep. Again. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Again. Again. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Unrelated. I mean, like, (laughs) yeah. 
Well, I hated the, the sister the, thing. Um, I, as, I like the sister or, thing. As original to two, like if you go from one to two, the originals, it works as a matrimony. And then three messed, three pissed every the world off. So it kind of like was like everyone had a terrible taste in their mouth for the whole thing. And then they tried to save it with four, and five is wacky as shit. And then six producers cut is actually pretty tight. It, it tries to sew it together. But as know. a as a I mean a long standing horror fan, are you okay? I mean, I guess you don't have a choice but to be. But what is yeah, your? I don't have right, a choice. What is your? But like, so are you? Are you comfortable with just scrapping all of that lore for what the new lore is about to be? Like, we're literally getting what happened with Star Wars, essentially. You know. Yes, you're right, and I and I think that's just the mood of entertainment right now. It's just what they're doing. I don't think I, I'm waiting to reboot my own stuff for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? It's like I don't really know. I mean, am I okay with it? I mean, I I I I, I always take part in it because I mean, it's kind of what I like and it's what I love, man. I check it out. I check everything out if I can. You know, there's a lot of content coming out. But, you know, I watched it, and I'll tell you what, I focused on the good because I'll tell you what, I've never seen a better Michael than James Jude Courtney, mm. hands down. The guy is magnetic about portraying the soullessness of the being. Um, he plays Michael better than the original Michael played Michael, and that's not sacrilege as much as, like, I think he's just paying the ultimate homage to the first one. Well, it's he's really He's really good as Michael. And a guy told to go walk someplace in a suit, turn your head. True, true. And he he's a stunt man. You know what I mean? He's he, he's an old school stunt man. And I, I I met him this past weekend for the third or fourth time, and I talked to him a little bit about being a part of the legacy. And he can't even believe he's in this position. You know, he didn't have like much of a career, and getting I don't know how he got picked for the role, or whatever. It's not really important to me, but just watching him be it. Uh, I love them in the in the 2018, but in this one he shines. He, he it's all about Michael. So for me, I'll watch it looking at it that way. I'll watch it looking at this is this character. Yep. I won't watch it being like if I was Tommy Doyle, I would be doing this, this, and that. I'm not going to watch it like that. You know, I'm going to watch because that's not what it was. It, you know, it's it was about Michael. It was about the kills. It was about the music. Carpenter's back. He's into the music. You know what I mean? And, and they and it, and that's enough for a mainstream audience to be like, it was awesome, you know? And then you have the haters that are like... Well, you have people who, like myself, you know, I'm not a hater, I'm a congratulator, but uh, they they fall in love with aspects, and they're like, I like this one because of this, and this is what I like, you know what I mean? And then other people were like, it was just supposed to be a random babysitter spree, you know, and everybody has their argument, and they're all right, you know, because you get to, it's you know, it's like reading a book, you know, like everybody's going to imagine it differently. Right. So I think with these films, it's sort of like a cheap version of that. You're kind of like, well, this is my favorite. You know what I mean? You've got Batfleck fans, and then you've got these new guy fans because it's like the sexier, darker, more morose one. And then you get people that are like, oh, I like Christian Bale, and they got all the hot toys. It's like it's all different. You know what I mean? It's still the character. You're looking at like the way the crow was like jumping. The character of the crow like is supposed to be like this archetype. Yep. It doesn't have to be always Brandon Lee. Like, if you reboot The Crow, don't do something that looks like Brandon Lee. Like, do a whole new thing, you know? Like, leave him. It's like a chapter, you know? And we have to look at it in turn. You know, I don't want to talk about multiverse about it, but you do have to look at it in terms of that. These are simultaneous storylines existing at the same time. That's that's a tough concept for people to wrap their brain around, but well, that's I what mean, it is. You, that's, that's an argument you could make, or you could just say it was erased. 
like sure the old fret the old the old videos yeah. movies and stories are still there but as far as what counts in continuity now they don't well i think they're going to yeah, in well, the future no, again. nobody no, nobody knows who lon cheney is but they all know who tom savini is and lon cheney sure. started it all nobody knows it's nobody knows it's jack pierce who created frankenstein the monster with karloff they they know frankenstein and mary shelley if it wasn't for Jack Pierce, you'd never have that ma- that face. You know I, I mean? completely agree with you, but that face. goes back to the point that I think I've been trying to get to with this whole thing, which is the respect of lore versus reboots. Because but I don't think we're getting rid of that lore. There could be the next... After Halloween ends, the next movie could be the cult of... Michael Myers again and continuing like now it's going to ignore. So, the, so this is the ultimate universe version of, of Michael Myers. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're going to do, they're going to do them yeah. all. They're already talking about remaking, making a sequel to Halloween three, like in the horror community at the convention level, it's nothing but buzzwords about Halloween three and how it's actually a good movie standalone. And it should have its in that Carpenter originally intended this whole thing to be an anthology without using Michael a second time. Except the studios requested it. They're like, the audience loves the character, bring him back. So they create the sister storyline thing and they go that way and they cries the blood and then like and everything. So that's cool. But they're, they're reacting to what is being asked for them. You know what I mean? So, but initially Halloween was supposed to be an anthological process. Each film different about something that happened on Halloween. So Halloween three essentially fits in the storyline based on Carpenter's original intentions. And I'd like to add that there's a movie called the eyes of Laura Mars, which is a stalker film. That's not a horror film. That was Carpenter's first script. And he, the money he made from it, he used to make Halloween. So if you're a diehard Halloween fan, check out the eyes right. of Laura. And I, Mars. I really do think we're going to see the choose your own adventure in horror coming soon. Where yeah, totally. That's where we're at. One, man. Seven, the audience nine, is too big and they know it. One. And then they'll have Rob Zombie remake them all again. You know, it's, it's like, yep. I, I, it's like I can't say whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't even really know anymore. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I, well, I'm looking forward to the monsters. So. Yeah, I mean, back to I'm going to check it Batman out. V Superman. It's a terrible movie, but I'm happy it happened. It was it was inevitable. You know what I mean? And, and the, it got made because the hype was there. Because the argument at the con scene at the time was who could beat who. It's always the the, the knucklehead argument of who's stronger than who. Versus, you know, look at look at Bat in the Sun. Those guys have man. <laughs> Bat in the Sun on YouTube. Those guys have blown up just by doing versus stuff. You know that that Vader versus Batman was incredible. The, most know, so, of them are amazing. Yeah, they were pretty good. So that's what that was. It was like just your high end version of that. You know, well, I know when I left that film, the audience was not stoked no. on that movie at all. No. Yeah. No, we've we've established that the the new hierarchy is like excellent, uh, great, good, and then fun, and then bad. That teeters <laughs> on fun and bad. Yeah, yeah, I like fun and bad. It's like, eh. all right, here we go. All right, Menti, what's your franchise that you want to bring back? Oh wow, I didn't think this was going to come to me. Um, <laughs> I'll go to Moscow. Uh, uh, yeah, go to Moscow. <laughs> go to Moscow because I have that right off the top of my head. Um, I go with like dra- like the base the the stuff that, you know kind of started it all like Wolfman or you know Dracula just a a full fledged series of that you know character all the lore all the wonderful things there forget yeah. about Twilight just you know do a proper Dracula kind of thing that's what I yeah that was way too fast man I was hoping you would keep that going a little bit longer all right well then I'll go um, <laughs> Phantasm I want to see 
good one. I want to see the tall man, and I want to see that story told like clean and as those movies are all great, but I want to see it in like a six part like single storyline where they match up to each other like like this does it picks up right at the end of one and goes on because that's how those original movies did phantasm one through three all picked up the moan of each of them and and i just would love to see that story told with foresight from one through four yeah i think they're trying i think um what is it don coscarelli who made those he also did bubba hotep oh bubba hotep um, yeah he, he's he knows that that people love it and they want it back and he's pushing a lot of like recuts and like blu-rays and all these like you know i think shout factory drops and stuff he's doing but you know these guys are all trying to get momentum going like for their stuff again they're they're no that's the most underrated horror franchise i feel it's really good it's another one that's got i mean like it's got that same weird like i have no idea what's going on but it's scary as shit you know what i mean and then and like that's that's what makes you watch it again you know they're trying to make some sense of it all right mentee all right. Um, I used to go to Blockbuster all the time and rent like the the really really shitty horror movies, like um, <laughs> like Jack Frost. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Um, so like le- like Leprechaun. <laughs> like redo that, yeah, dude. Whole absolutely. Leprechaun of the Hood is one of the funniest movies ever made. Um, they pulled that bat out of the afro. <laughs> A friend with weed is a friend crazy. indeed, but a friend with gold is much better, I'm told. <laughs> um, up in the hood, up to no good. I love it, man. Uh, or, That's you know what perfect. I would love? I would love a true, less funny, well, no, you can still make it funny, but Tremors. Yeah, Tremors is cool. I don't, okay. I don't know if you could... And Tremors are still going on with the, they brought that right, series. But, and even two is funny because of like the little chicken Tremors. Yeah. But like, I want to I go back to Tremors one and then keep it like, scary yeah because it, it stopped being yep. scary in two one had some scenes that were just like horrific they yeah. were just great tremors one was one of my favorite movies as a kid yes it's cool series and i was so i would love to see like a like a hard r reboot of tremors would be cool all right i like that you know we we all went for the classics and we'll see what happens if you haven't already uh go check out uh the best modern horror comic there is in the living corpse. Yay. And we also uh, got we find that? <laughs> we also have hatchet too. You want to check this one out. This one just came out. It's another good series by Adam green. Nice. That cover art looks a little familiar. Yeah, that's me. So anyway, <laughs> me Ken. No, it's a really cool comic. It just came out too. And also, um, hatchet Halloween tales three comes out this Wednesday, which we did a cover for. So there's a, there's a plug. Awesome. All right. And uh, Menti, do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. It's a Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice. Unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. You can also go to YouTube and then go to Moshko Collects, buy some stuff, support that man. Again, we love you for liking, commenting, subscribing, all that stuff. Goes a long way. Once again, I'm Menti. <laughs> you, you did it so well. And thank you, Mauer, for not asking me to do it. I'm Moshko. <laughs> and I'm Mr. Mauer. And Kevin Smith loves me. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Without context, that's the stupidest thing. (laughs) And then there's Buzz. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) Thanks for being here. It was fun. All right. right. Deuces. Happy Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween. Halloween. Good call.